This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz for the Comstock Report. Thanksgiving musings. What I miss most about farming is the smell. I had pretty much retired from the physical aspect of farming. I had always looked forward to being able to go other places and do other things during planting and harvest seasons when retired. I have to admit that it is enjoyable not being tied to the calendar. Spent a few days in New York City recently having a wonderful time. On the way to and from the airport, I watched the combines, grain carts, and tillage equipment rolling up the harvest, and I had to admit that it did evoke some old feelings. I miss many of the smells. I think that the smell of fall during the soybean harvest, the combination of the first brisk fall time air and soybean dust, was a favorite. We used to mobile plow corn stalks, and I love the smell of freshly turned dirt. We pick corn in the ear, and ear corn has a more distinct smell than does the combine. I love smelling ear corn when unloading it into the elevator. Now, I cannot say that I know anyone who liked the smell of hog manure, but cow manure has a sweet aroma that I did not find offensive. They used to say that hog manure smells like money, but that comes and goes, and most often goes in the hog industry, even after pork industry integration. I may not be driving tractors, but I still get to smell the turkey in the oven on Thanksgiving, never going to retire from that. We want to take this opportunity to wish all of our subscriber and listener friends a happy Thanksgiving. As we gather in gratitude, we count you among our blessings and appreciate the trust you've placed in us to assist with your marketing needs. May you and yours enjoy continued good health and prosperity. May you continue to live in gratitude always. I'm going to use the rest of the opportunity to finish our recent report on China. Donald J. Trump provided the first slap of Beijing's face that U.S.-Chinese relations were not going to progress in the path that they were on. No one liked the tariff, but China liked them the least because they set limits. They were a U.S. tat for their tit. Biden maintained all of the tariffs and extended restrictions in many other Chinese industries, mostly from the vector of national security. Many protested U.S. industry taking supply chains offshore as globalization of the world economy sought locations where the cost of production was lost. Not all of it was honest competition as China abused the system with their state enterprises. It is one thing to compete against other companies and something else to compete against Communist Party enterprises in China. One of the reasons that Xi Jinping showed up to meet Biden was that Biden's reshoring of U.S. industry was biting. U.S. supply chains were given incentive to recalibrate where their best long-term location is to be. Many are reshoring back to North America. Others are going to India. China is losing its gravitation pull on global business. There is very little daylight between GOP business and security policy toward China and Biden's. But you will hear that from me and not from GOP presidential candidates. They compete to be the biggest badass against China and are not above using misinformation to bash China with. There is so much fodder to base criticism of China upon, there's no need to stretch the truth. We have no reason to trust China or Xi Jinping, one and the same. The fact he showed up acknowledges something's amiss for them, but nothing of substance has yet changed, other than that he may allow pandas back in the United States, and our militaries are reestablishing communications. Called Phase 1, President Donald Trump signed what he called a historical trade deal with China, 
that committed China to purchase $200 billion of additional U.S. exports before December 31, 2021. Today, the only undisputed historical aspect of that agreement is its failure. The deal made by China committing to buy U.S. commodities to improve the trade deficit disappeared like one of the underlings who brought Xi Jinping bad news. They ignore that there was a deal today, like their decision not to comply voided it. They are now buying their corn imports elsewhere, failing to even comply with WTO entry commitments. That is the example that we have about how they consummate agreements. They don't. They like to talk, inviting U.S. business to visit China, where they liquor them up, then steal whatever they can from them. They are masters of reverse engineering others' products. The primary difference between the Xi Jinping that visited Iowa many years ago and how he shaped the China of today is the stark dishonesty. I frankly have been about as open-minded in the relationship between the U.S. and China as one could find. They have not met my standards. I do not see the meeting in San Francisco as even a first step to rectifying the widening impasse in relations. The coming election year in the U.S. will exacerbate the division. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.